I'm Andy Scarantino, and this is View from the Roof, formerly known as the Get the Fuck Off Podcast. Every week, I'm going to be bringing you bits of goodness to not only help you get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore, but also to get you to think deeper and wake up to the world around you. My mission over the last three years has been to make personal development digestible for those who are ready, but they maybe don't want to speak in a soft, whispery voice or sit in the lotus. Through sharing story and interviewing cool people who are important to me, I hope you'll be able to see the world in a new way. You don't have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and all of this is quite the journey. I'm really excited to have you on that journey with me. Welcome to my View from the Roof. Hey everybody, welcome back to View from the Roof, formerly known as the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I'm Andy Scarantino. It's really nice to have all of you here on this wonderful Monday, August 21st. I have been in Pennsylvania visiting my family this weekend and I had this awesome experience where my family and I, we ran a 5K together. Uh, My mother and my stepfather walked the mile And my brother and I and my future sister-in-law ran the 5K, which was fantastic. I mean, it was really cool. We all placed in our age groups, which was also really cool. And I've never placed in my age group in a race because I live in New York City. So there's always thousands of runners and usually elite people that are running five-minute miles or 530s or whatever. So it was nice to be able to run my conservative 7 17 pace 714 whatever the fuck it was and be able to come in second in my age group so that was cool I wanted to record an episode for you guys today how you feeling about that and this episode is going to be based on my life because what else is there to talk about and hopefully you will relate to some of it so I put out an email it was really just a Substack this morning. And it was about letting yourself spin out. So, what do I mean by that? Well, I find that the cause like of everything that we don't want to happen, like when something's going awry in our lives, like we're gaining a bunch of weight or things seem to be going to hell in our personal life or whatever it is, I find that that's usually the result of us trying to have strict control over the situation. So my first couple of years in coaching, I was primarily working with women who had issues with their body. The thing that people had the hardest time grasping was this idea that in order to have a great relationship with your body where it looks and feels good, the strict rule book that you're putting on yourself is the thing that you have to get rid of. And people have this idea that if they get rid of these rules that someone somewhere told them that they should abide by, then all of a sudden everything is just going to go to hell and 
they're going to become like my 600 pound life and everything is just going to go flying out of control and I can't even tell you that that's so far from the case now people will come forward and they'll say no I have evidence that that happens and I and I would come back with that and say well what really is happening inside of your mind because generally that's a lie so I'm going to use the holidays as an example it's not the holidays yet but this is a really great example and I do this every single year if you go back to November of 2022 you'll see I did an episode with Sean Provost uh, she's a founder and CEO of Live Unbreakable. She's certified in pretty much everything. Like if you if it's nutrition related, she's certified in it. If it's fitness related, she's certified in it. And every year on the holidays, we get together and do at least one thing together. So we did a podcast on my podcast this year. I think that we did an Instagram live on her um, on her Instagram the year before. And I know that we've done different things together throughout the years. And we say the same thing every year. I also release usually a free holiday um, ebook of some sort, PDF every year, which says the same stuff. And every year, the same people, legit the same people, I'm talking first and last names, come to me and tell me how valuable all that was. And then they just flat out ignore and forget by the next year. And yes, I do see you, by the way. So maybe this year when I do it, you could pay a little bit of attention. Sorry if that's triggering. But like, let's remember our breakthroughs. Please, please, let's remember our breakthroughs so we don't have to keep repeating the same damn cycle every year. Okay, that was an aside. So the thing that Sean and I always talk about and the thing that I talk about is, and I speak about it outside of the realm of just body, nutrition, those kinds of things is that any restriction at all will lead to binging, always, always. So what people like to do before the holidays is restrict, restrict, and then what they do is they binge and binge. That is very different than taking away rules. So restrict, restrict always leads to binge, binge, always, always. Restrict, restrict, binge, binge. If you ever did dry January, I guarantee you didn't remember February because restrict leads to binge every time, always. A better way to approach something like not get like I, I never gain holiday weight it's been probably six years I think 2017 when I was still overweight was the last time that I actually put on holiday weight hasn't happened in a very long time why because I do absolutely nothing I do absolutely nothing I continue eating my normal happy way up until the holidays come and then if there's a tray of Christmas cookies that are sitting out and I want to eat 12 of them I just eat 12 of them like seriously that's what I do like I'm not going to be that person like oh I should just have two I'm just going to put two on the plate and then I'm going to sit there and salivate over the whole tray that's sitting across the room no if I decide that I want to eat 12 then I eat 12 (laughs) if I decide the next day that I want to eat 48 then I eat 48 because here's what happens When there isn't any limitations or restrictions or perceived notions in your mind that you have to um, withdraw, withhold, uh, keep yourself from, pull yourself back from, you know what happens? You get, you spin out. You spin out, like so picture like a a top or a dreidel or something like that spinning or even one of those like uh, fidget spinners that you might hold in your hand and and remember that from like, six years ago and eventually the spinning stops you spin out the inertia like or or whatever whatever outside force 
the the uh, the atmospheric forces, right? Like whenever something like something will act upon that, and you will go, ugh. I don't want any more of that. I don't want any more of that. And you'll just return to homeostasis. You know, I have had no rules about food for holidays for the last five years. And I just spin out. And then eventually, I'm like, God, I need to do a grocery haul. And everything in it is going to be green. Because my body is going, give me what I want. Give me, give me, you bitch. <laughs> like it just, it just gets mad. So I just go back to normal. But the thing is, the psychological program of restriction wasn't there. So because the psychological program of I can't have isn't there, it's kind of like don't think of a pink elephant. If I tell you don't think of a pink elephant, make sure you don't think of a pink elephant. What are you thinking of right now? You're thinking of a pink elephant. So... That's part of what I wrote about this morning is this idea that if you have something and you're acting upon it and trying to control it and trying to put your will on it and trying to keep yourself from it, it's going to become the most desirable sexy thing in the world. Whereas if you just move through the experiences, even if they involve excess, even if they involve indulgence, even if they involve uh, whatever word, put a word in there, um, seriously, you will spin out and you'll just be like, fine. Now, I'm using the word spin out actually because uh, a friend of mine who's an intuitive and spiritual mentor was talking um, to my day one group. She came in in our first cohort to talk about intuition. She was talking about when her kids were young and they were flipping out about something. Like they were having moments where they were either having a tantrum or they were just perseverating or they were just going like off the wall. And she was talking about how if she stayed neutral, they would eventually spin out and they would return to neutral. But if she became reactive, their reactivity would combat her reactivity and then it would continue and continue and continue. Whereas if you just allow them to, to go off and you stay neutral, they'll spin out, they'll return to neutral. This is the same thing that we just talked about with our body. Your body has a homeostasis. It likes to be there. You can do whatever, but if you are at that homeostasis and you just, you will return to that homeostasis. It takes a lot of work to keep yourself in a place that isn't that homeostasis. So we've talked about body. We've talked about tantrums. This, uh, giving a practical example from my life about spinning out I'm going to talk about um, something that I wrote in my Substack this morning which was internet comments of whatever degree if somebody leaves an internet comment and you combat the person that left the comment you're likely going to cause more of what you don't want than if you just let it be here's an example the Chicago Marathon last year I believe it was last year I don't think it was 21 because I think it was a race that I didn't run and I ran in 21 so last year I believe was the first year that they introduced the non-binary division so we have male female non-binary I think that that was great because in endurance sports there has been a lot of kind of like fire going back and forth because of biological differences between like 
people assigned male at birth and people assigned female at birth. Like there's a biological difference. That's why Boston qualifying times are 30 minutes faster for men than they are for women. So when you have like, you know, there's all kinds of factors that play into why this was such a a big deal and, you know, like is somebody that is assigned male at birth going to have more athletic ability than someone that's assigned female at birth? Maybe. I mean, also, did they transition before puberty? Did they transition after puberty? Like, there's so much that goes into this, right? Like, this is a big, heavy, like, highly discussed topic. So Chicago Marathon, New York City Marathon, and I'm sure others, but I know that Chicago and New York were two that were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to introduce a non-binary division. People can register for the race as non-binary. Then you don't have to register as a gender that you don't identify as. So if you were assigned male at birth, you don't have to, um, you know, and then you register as female. Like, like let's just, non-binary division. So, okay. So they do this. This was great. Of course, of course, we had some people that were hateful and heinous and wrote nasty comments. Now, I am a huge ally of the LGBTQIA plus community, always have been. I think that I've had a gay best friend since I was probably nine years old. I mean, maybe even before that. I don't even know. Like, obviously, like, kids aren't always aware Um maybe before that age maybe they are I don't know but it just seems like throughout my entire life I've always had a good amount of people that were close to me that were LGBTQIA plus I did not come from a family that exhibited any bigotry or homophobia and you have a lot of friends that are transgender I experience my own level of gender dysphoria even though I'm not transgender so This was like kind of near and dear to me. Like I thought that this was really great. And when I saw the hateful comments, instead of just responding with love, what the fuck did I do? I responded with an angry, hateful comment back to somebody on something that they wrote. And instead of getting the desired response that I wanted to get, I instead received hate from that person or maybe it was somebody that had responded to the thread I don't know it was me or maybe it was both on posts of my own that didn't have anything to do with the Chicago Marathon's post because when you put hate out into the world guess what you get back hate so I put that behavior on extinction So in applied behavioral analysis, there's a concept called extinction. I learned about it when I was studying um, the RBT curriculum back in 2015. Extinction is we don't reinforce any negative behaviors. Reinforcement means responding in any way. Like even if it's a negative response, we don't reinforce. Somebody acts negatively to you. What do you do? You don't reinforce it. You only reinforce positive. So when those people came and started writing nasty comments on my shit instead of reinforcing with more negativity or even instead of reinforcing with something snide or whatever I put it on extinction meaning I'm not going to reinforce in any way and sure enough those people spun out and went away and then the hate stopped but had I responded with yet more um you know a combativeness to them 
then their combativeness would have come back to me. So I had to make a choice and I had to say, okay, I'm going to let them spin out and I'm not going to say anything. Are you all following this? I know we're 15 minutes in and I'm talking about spinning out a lot, but I'm using spinning out in a way of you will tire yourself out. So I guess why is this the topic of the podcast today? Well, you know, I've been exploring a lot over the last couple of weeks. I know last week I had Zen Benefiel on my podcast and Zen and I talked about love a little bit. So I'd like to talk about love before I get into kind of what happened. And I'm just going to, you know, just, I'm just going to go. So anybody just wants to enjoy and, and take from it what you will. So Zen and I were talking about this kind of love. So there is a love that exists in all of us. And it's a deep, like it's a deep universal love it doesn't exist in what we do. It doesn't exist in our physical, like like what we are in terms of ego. It's not attached love, like a like a marriage or a or a romantic relationship or even a friendship or even like I think the closest you can get to it is a mother to a child. But even that has a level of attachment. This love is pure, and it's what we are. It is. Please stay with me. It. Stay with me because I probably don't mean this the way that you think I mean it. It's God. Like it is or Tao or Brahman or whatever the, the thing is that you want to say. The big, the big overarching thing that is an it that goes through all of us. Not a deity, not a man in the sky, not a flying spaghetti monster. But the thing, the, the thing, the individual light, the point of consciousness that lives in like inside of the being, it is that, the thing that goes through, the thing that exists everywhere that in the first verse of the Tao, they say, if you can name it, it's not it. That is what I'm talking about. And that's a deep, deep, deep love. Now, that love is powerful beyond measure. So fucking powerful. So powerful. And I find that humans that are in touch with that are magnetic. They have a magnetism that's so, like, they're magnetic people. It's almost magic the way that they are. Uh, the instructor for my Kabbalah classes, uh, she talks about Karen Berg, uh, the late Karen Berg, she passed away in 2020, being like that. Like when you met her, you just felt her energy in this visceral way. You almost got high, right? So people who are in touch with the light, they have that ability. Okay, so I said all of that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the setup, right? People who are in touch with that light, you get around them and you're high. You are just high as a kite. All right, so there's a person in my life and we've known each other a little bit and I, I, I don't know if it's me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's him. I don't know what it is, but like... I had that experience with this human. And this human, 
I believe, had that experience with me. It was a mutual. We were doing it together, right? Like, so I'm having an experience. He's having an experience. We're having an experience together. But it's different because his experience is his experience and my experience is my experience. But it was of that visceral, magnetic kind of variety. And the way that I I saw it was that I'm like, the best thing to do in this situation is to just ride this out because we will spin out and go back to homeostasis. Well, why wouldn't we do that? Well, we wouldn't do that for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's a man, I'm a woman. It's, you know, we're, we're in Western society. There's all these ideas about like, well, what does that mean? Well, does this mean we're going to have sex? Like, does this mean we're going to get married? Does this mean we're going to like... And you start like telling all these stories because the human experience, we don't always know how to interpret like really powerful spiritual shit. So like sometimes your body has like visceral reactions. Like sometimes you just like get wet randomly. Like it just, like your body doesn't know what to do with all that energy because it's like, holy fuck, what the fuck is this? I'm high as a kite. I don't even know what I want to do. Oh my God, let me put it, put my dick in something. Like, you know, and That's not what it is at all, but your human form doesn't know what to do. So it's flipping the fuck out. It's like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. So I've had this experience with uh, many people, many people in my life. And the last time it really happened, not the last time, but the (laughs) the time before was with one of my former teachers. And he didn't really understand what was going on. In, and he was kind of afraid of it because we're very afraid of that kind of thing in the West. We're, we're extremely afraid of it. So we try to, because we start making meaning about what all of this is. We're like, what is that? What's, what is that? That's good. What? What? What is that? And, it, and you're high as a kite and you're like, what the fuck is going on with me, man? And... um you start telling yourself stories like this is wrong, this shouldn't be, this is like not cool, this isn't okay. And in reality, it's just what the experience is at that moment. And there's nothing else. Like there's nothing else. You're not going to live on that euphoric high wave forever. You're just having a burst of into like you're having an intuitive burst of understanding that you're supposed to be connected to a particular individual like that's the way the communication that's coming through and kind of like with the christmas cookies like you're probably going to eat like 12 of them right away so you're just going to be like oh boy i'm high as a kite when i'm around you all i want to do is be around you but eventually if you just don't resist that You'll go back to homeostasis. Like everything will level out. Everything's going to be fine. You just just let yourself settle and you'll just start kind of going on the ocean. So I'm going to go back to my former teacher. He was scared to death of me because I'm, I'm like a really powerful feminine and I'm also a really powerful masculine. So I'm like I want to fucking get inside of you and penetrate you. Like that's how – I am. Yes, I did say it that way on purpose because that's the energy that sometimes I convey. And what, you know, that that's scary for a person sometimes when you don't know what to do with all of that. And so it became kind of shameful almost like, or it was kind of communicated to me 
like, and I use the word shameful because, you know, guilt is, oh, I did something bad. Shame is, I am bad. So the way that I would, you know, I, I kind of expressed, hey, like, this is what I'm feeling. And, like, he didn't know what to do with that. And so he kind of, like, said things in a way and I made it mean, oh, I am bad. I shouldn't be this way. I'm doing bad things. There's something wrong with me. And then... Like months, there was big explosions, there was blow-ups, there was time of not talking, there was like all kinds of like internal chaos and turmoil. And I got, and I finally got this coach. She was, you know, and and I don't like really, I'm just going to be honest, I don't really love um, or, or relate to the feminine experience too much in terms of like having female teachers. I tend to receive best from men, but after all that had gone on, I thought to myself, I really need to work with a woman for a while because I'm having like shit happening that I can't talk to a man about. So she and I started working together. And she said, Andy, have you ever had a soul connection? And I was like, I think so. I was thinking back to um, a guy, the first one I ever had when I was 16, and that was equally as confusing. My mother was involved. Like, she was not happy. Like, there was all kind of, ugh, it was a mess. First guy that ever taught me about God and spirituality and everything. I had a connection with him like that. Wasn't sexual at all, but I was confused, you know, because I was 16, and nobody could explain to me, my atheist family, and anyway, no one could explain to me what the fuck was happening. So I thought back to that. And then I thought to like a couple of other people and I said, yeah, you know, I, I have had soul connections. She's like, if it's a soul connection, that's what that is. And, and sometimes we don't always know what to do. And, you know, it doesn't have to be anything like it just that's just what it is. And she started really explaining to me about souls and about twin flames and about, you know, people that are are on this world to know each other and to and to. Um, explore together and to learn from each other and just she really did a phenomenal job of breaking that down for me in a way that I could understand it and it cleared up a lot of the confusion there was so much confusion in that experience and so I, I realized going forward oh that is what this is and so because of that, whenever I felt that intense connection with somebody, even if it was a man, even if it was a man I happen to be attracted to, because I am, you know, I, I, I am an animal and we're here to breed. So yeah, like I, I do, there is, if there is another animal that I'm attracted to, yeah, I do want to fuck you sometimes. Like it's part of it. But I can, I can put that aside. You know, I can have that be over here on the right and just have this be like, okay, like that is the the animal part of me. Am I going to do that? No, I'm not going to do that. And then we've got this like spiritual part over here on the left. And this is what's happening. And am I going to rebel against that? Because when I rebel against that, just like rebelling against the Christmas cookies, I'm just going to want the right so much more if I deny myself the spiritual connection I'm gonna want the physical connection because I the brain does not let that shit go it doesn't so I said fuck it Uh, so I ended up saying the things that I always wished somebody said to me which is hey this is okay whatever whatever this is I mean I don't 
you know, no, I only know my own experience, but I started to say this to people that I, that I would fall into these situations with, which is whatever is your experience is what's happening. It's okay. And that, you know, just ride the, the wave, ride the wave. It'll, you'll eventually come back to homeostasis. And what do you know? That is exactly what happened. You know? Like, I was like, okay, like I'm high for a couple of days, but then I come back to homeostasis. Now it's Monday. Everything's good. You know, everything is normal. Everything is as it should be. And the point of all of what I've said up until this point is that when we try to control, we drastically get out of control. Whether it be with our body, whether it be with our relationships, whether it be how something is presenting, whether it be with people that are being combative with you online, um, compulsive behavior, uh, it, I don't know, experiences at your job. It, it, like The more you try to exert and impose your will on things, the more out of control you will be. The best thing to do is to allow just allow, trust and allow the experience that you're having is the experience. And while sometimes we're given experiences of euphoria and sometimes we're given experiences of sadness, kind of like Billy Joel, Summer Highland Falls, if anyone picked up on that, it's either sadness or euphoria. Um, those things are going to happen we don't need to be reactive. We can just move through those experiences without the reactivity. I think what happens a lot of the times is that we feel we have to fix. I have a running client right now, has some pain going on. And this is a human who has access to every sort of remedy that that could possibly be because she has such an intimate knowledge of her body so something goes wrong well I can go to acupuncture well I can get a massage well I, I could do this I could do that now Andy Scarantino doesn't do any of that shit none of that shit you know what Andy Scarantino does well guess I'm gonna take a day off mm, maybe I'm gonna take two <laughs> like not to say that those things don't have their place right of course I believe in massages of course I believe in acupuncture of course do yoga of course like please do all of that stuff that is all very good for you self-care it's all wonderful I probably could stand to be more um I don't know, whatever they call it what's the word what's that word I don't know I'm, I'm blanking but do those things sure but sometimes you're just experiencing aches and pains that are just a natural part of your body adapting to stress. Like your body, when we introduce stress to the body, the body adapts. So if you're having aches and pains, you don't necessarily need to correct those aches and pains. Sometimes if you just let the aches and pains go, you will actually get the result that you want. Like if you have inflammation, right, in your body. Because you are adapting to a level of stress. Well, you can take ibuprofen, which is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, NSAID, right? You could do that. You take some ibuprofen. But inflammation is the body's natural way to heal. So sure, you can take a pill to get rid of the inflammation, 
But the inflammation is the thing that is actually going to heal your body, not the pill. The inflammation, like inflammation feels bad. It must be bad. No, inflammation's good. Let yourself spin out. Just let yourself have the inflammation. If you can stomach it, let yourself have the inflammation. If you can get through, if you're not in terrible, terrible, terrible pain to the point where it's altering the way that you're moving or you might be causing more damage, have the inflammation. Let the inflammation do its job. You were equipped with everything that you'll ever need. Let yourself just spin the fuck out and you'll return to homeostasis. Do you see a theme in all of this? Your body, your relationships with others, soul and spirit, everything follows the same set of rules. You try to control, you're going to lose control. You trust and allow, you ride. We're going to be a ship on the ocean rather than someone on a surfboard. Just stay on the boat. The water's rocking you underneath. You're just going to float with the boat. I'm rubbing my hand against my mother's desk. I'm at my parents' house in Pennsylvania. I might have mentioned that. Um, just flow, flow, and it's all good. So that's what I was writing about this morning. And uh, if this resonated with you in any way, you can drop me a line. Where should you write to me? Andy, A-N-D-E-E at getthefuckoff.com. Visit me on my website, getthefuckoff.com. I don't know if you guys remember. I might have mentioned it two weeks ago. I've got a new email series, 10 days, called End Your Overthinking. You can overthink less in one minute a day if you just subscribe to that. There's a link in the navigation. If you like this podcast and would like to support me financially, there is a link to the tip jar in the show notes. I do love reinforcement, especially when it's positive. Um, I appreciate you all for being here. Um, next week I will be back with another episode of View from the Roof. Do's, please stay safe, stay beautiful. I will see you next time.